right, folks, here we go. Sports Insider Radio. Brian Blessing here in Las Vegas with John and Mike from johnsyndicate.com. We got a fun-filled hour for you. Football may be over, but there's plenty to discuss and plenty to look forward to. Check out sportsinsiderradio.com. The number is 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. And guess who's in Las Vegas standing right here? I'm definitely warmer than Big Mike is over in uh, Baltimore. Now, right, we're here for an hour. Are you going to stand or sit? I'm probably going to stand. With the I'm going to stand. Well, get the- I, and Mike will tell you, I'm at, at my office, I don't use a chair. I have a standing desk. I've been standing for four years. And so might as well just stand here. And I'm also I'm going to be live. I'm live on Snapchat. Uh, Excuse me. I'm live on Instagram. He's got. I'm live on Twitter at John Syndicate. You can check it out right now live. You're such a such an electronic maven. Why don't you start? If this works, I want fifteen percent. How about starting a thing called Snapchat? Just so I get the last word. How about like fourteen point five? That's fine. (laughs) How about starting a thing called Snapgram? There we go, Snapgram. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's he's developing his own software. By the amount of equipment that he carries around, you would think he's, like, you know, producing films. I'm telling you, we're standing here, we're doing a radio show, okay? I mean, if you could see this, um, he's standing, he's on the phone. I'm on, I'm on Twitter right now. He's got iPads, he's got, it's like, I mean... Are you doing a radio show or are you landing small planes? So listen, uh, interesting story is uh, <laughs> yesterday. Yesterday, I met a client at the, the new uh, a new sports book on the strip. I don't want to say it. What? Oh, okay, the win, the win sports book. They redid it. They had a oh, shutdown. Johnny for Bello, they did a great job. Very, very nice. So I had a client, B- Big Darren. He wanted to meet me at the sports book. And, Big uh, Darren. Big Darren was a former Navy SEAL special ops. Yes, sir. He no, said, sir. You better not lose <laughs> so anyway okay. uh, he didn't believe me because when he got there i was sitting at the sports book in a cubby with the laptop the ipad connected with the sports options and the don best screen he's like man you're i was like listen i'll get the information quicker on the now laptop I than it. i will on the screens it just dawned on me what's that if you went on a three four game losing streak, does I'm that, done. Do, do you I'm do, done. No, does that beard just come off? Is that like a disguise? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, you know. The, the, right, the bottom all, line is all the he was amazed. He was amazed at the technology. He was amazed at the fact that you. He said, "Wow, you can do this from anywhere." And I said, "Yeah, if you're wagering as a business, not a hobby, and you're being." completely unemotional you and you have the tools listen you and i both know we started uh doing videos at don best what seven years ago is it that long is that long uh, back then you know it, it was very you didn't you weren't able to you put that platform on a mobile device you weren't able to have sports options you weren't able to have don best you weren't able to have live injury reports and so what you realize is if you're sitting there at the sports book and you have all these tools in front of you and it also what's changed as you know brian you're allowed to have your cell phone they don't they leave you alone which was always honestly in the grand i used to get tortured well in the beginning you know it was brutal because i i you know i love the horses do you and (laughs) <laughs> but but you'd be in a sports book and you're sitting there and you're playing the horses and I understand what they were thinking eons ago, but literally you're there and there's race after race after race going and you get a phone call and you would have to stand up and vacate the premises when you could. It's not it's not a brown bag of vodka. They told me no glass on the strip, so they give you these bags. So I'm drinking water and then people are like looking at me like I'm the wine or walking. What is that? San Pellegrino mineral water. Got to have the aqua minerale. Mike. Mike, help me here. I, I just want to. I, I'll drink water. By the Water's way, Kenny's fun. not here. You know why? He's doing power ratings for the futures of the Final Four in college basketball. So he had to get that report done for the other stuff that he does. And he's. It just goes to show you the mindset when you're doing this as a, a business. Yeah, the Super Bowl's over. It's nice. You can talk about it. And real quick, I have a little Super Bowl rant. Um, I went to a cigar sure. bar last night and. I was I was uh I was you know had a little money on the West Virginia Oklahoma game yeah. and I knew it was broadcast live and I'm looking to make a second half play in that game um and they would not put that game on you know why because they wanted to leave a loop of a replay of the Super Bowl like the whole entire game so I said you know the game's over we all know the score and he goes my my boss said I can't change it I have to leave it on 
Like, are you kidding me? Everybody watched the Super Bowl. We're done. Now we have another game that's actually live, and you're going to preempt that for a recorded Super Bowl. Well, don't get me started, Mike. Are you a, are you are you a Winter Olympics fan? Um, I am. I love more of a summer, but I do like you know I like the luge. I like obviously the ski events. Hockey's always. I'd like to see him in the luge. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you what. He'd get some inertia going going down that hill. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, might, absolutely. Might start slow, but I got news for you. He'd be going like the Bonneville Salt Flats at the end. Unbelievable. Uh, but, you know, I love the winter games. I, I, I actually like the winter games way more than the summer games for some weird reason. Um, but the beauty of it is, I mean, just talking about sitting here looking at uh, the numbers that are on the board, the medal count. Uh, you can. Well, I'll let Mike talk about that since he actually watched Icarus. Well, no, well, no, but I mean, I mean, listen, no, seriously, you guys talk about soccer. I'm telling you right now, um, Norway's the favorite, ten to eleven. Germany five to four, second choice. USA third choice, eleven to two. But they'll have wagering on the men's downhill, the hockey. I mean, everything. Um, so do a little homework. Uh, we, we say this if if you think you can find an edge here, I'll, I'll throw one at you just for giggles. The men's downhill. Uh, which is one of my favorite events. Uh, I see. I go way back to the Franz Klammer days when this guy's like flying down the hill, um, you know, out of control, and he made it and won the gold. These courses don't seem to be as difficult as they used to be. So you don't know much about the course. The course over there, but Askel Lund Svindal, you probably mm. right? he's the five to two favorite in the men's downhill. I would just I'll throw this out there. I will tell you I'm going to do this. That the men, the women are Lindsey Vaughn and the. The skier from Italy, uh, Sofia Goja, and she's three to one. That's a two horse race. The women's downhill is pretty formal, formful. The men's downhill, Mike. I don't know if you've watched this over the years, but there's always a guy, you know, that, that just shows up out of nowhere with the run of his life. It could be the second or third guy on the Italian team or the uh, Austrian team, but it's not the guy you're thinking it's going to be. It's always some guy. And the field in the men's downhill is fifteen to one. I, I, I'm not, I don't think it's crazy. I think that's actually a, a pretty good wagering opportunity. And that's just one event of, of a gazillion. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of spots. And that's the type of thing where you could do a lot of research prior and see how they're qualifying. But uh, like, like John said, um, I don't know if I'm going to bet against the Russians. I've, I've watched too much. I know too much information. You're connected with the Russian syndicate, huh? Icarus, definitely watch it on Netflix. Give a shout out, but it's it's something that is, uh, you know, when when the competition is not fair. I mean, how could you play when you clearly know that somebody has a huge edge? We got a, you got morning soccer. You playing in? So here's the thing. You know, Norway today. Or? What happens is morning soccer here is really morning soccer versus. Uh, you were whining when I walked in about just uh, you know you're you know being for the most part the East Coast how. Well, so like I was, so here's a per, here's a perfect example. I was uh, the client that I met yesterday at the whim. He, he said, "Let's meet around two thirty. And in, you know, I'm thinking, and I, it was a great time when we went over everything and gave him strategies, which is what I specialize in. But I look down and I realize it's almost four o'clock. You know, he got there at two thirty. We started. We had a little something to drink. And next thing you know, I'm like, in my world, four o'clock is I got three hours till the game start. So you have to remember." That if you want to be, in, you don't want to be in traffic here. Let's put it that way. If you're a professional sports better at three thirty in the afternoon, you need to be sitting down, preferably at a cigar bar <laughs> with Wi-Fi. And uh, there's a place that knows me very well. I'm not going to give it out, um, but I'm meeting a client there this afternoon. He said, "What time you want to meet?" I said, three thirty. Like, like, and they have a conference room, and it's great because they basically know up. Oh, John's walking in. Leave him alone till after four, and then he'll speak to you. And then in another hour, the third cigar, and it's halftime wagering. And what's then the over under number on? How many days are you here? I leave tomorrow, and you got in Sunday morning. Well, I did watch the Super Bowl for the first time in seven years. Yes, you did with you. you. Yeah, and um, that was fun. We and now that means you. That station. means I'm. You have to reciprocate, and you have to now be at the Preakness with me. Ah. So you know we. Well, you know what I mean. And I expected the exact and the double daily double and the pick six. You know what I mean. The crazy thing is, and and you're right there in front of me, you know, spouting about this all the time. Uh, crazy not to do it because Baltimore is the big Southwest hub. It cost a hundred bucks for yeah, a trip. I know people that went to the Golden Knights game 
uh, at Washington. So I was flying to Vegas. They were flying. They were here. all going there, right? Right. And they and they got the round trip airfare for a song. Mm-hmm. It was che- it was literally cheaper for them to fly to Baltimore to go to the Golden it's Knights game cheaper. than it was to drive to L.A. It's cheaper to fly to Vegas from Baltimore than it is to take the Amtrak train to Manhattan. By the way. Which is ridiculous. What is going on with Amtrak? I don't even, let's put it this way. That's like so. Isn't it like that was a, an idiot thing where they had the uh, wrong. I don't want to put where I'm. three. I don't want to put where I don't want to put where I'm going because you know sometimes you got to go off the grid for a little bit. But from April second to the twelfth, <laughs> I told you I'm leaving the country, right? Yeah. And so for back? ten days, yeah, of course. Yeah. But so I could not get a direct flight to this European destination. And the only option is to either fly from BWI, add time to the trip, get to New York, and then from New York fly direct to Europe. Or take take now, or they only had the flight from JFK, or take the Amtrak train. Oh. I paid paid an extra 200 each way, gladly. To take the hip, or the hip, the hip, the puddle jumper from really? BWI. I'm like, I'm done. F- after I, you're scared of the trains. I don't blame you. My it. kids want to go to a Manhattan show, and uh, they wanted to take the train Oof. to Amtrak, and their, you know, their mother's booking the train. Blah blah blah. I said, absolutely not. We're going to take the bus or we're going to drive. Like I, I've done the train for years, but growing up in Baltimore, you know, if you utilize that tr- that area, it's easy to get the fill. That's the thing. You know, it's funny. We won the Super Bowl five years ago against San Francisco. As in the Ravens. Right. And I remember vividly, we did not have crazy riots. We didn't have, you know, we had a parade. But as for all the negative press that Baltimore gets, it was like, all right, we won the Super Bowl, whatever. It was like they had their little welcome home, welcome back after the power was out in San Francisco, and then we were on to the next thing. You know, people, I will tell you, honestly, you, you know, you grew up in Buffalo. You didn't have a baseball team. Baltimore is more of a baseball town than it is a football town. They go to those re- Oriole games religiously versus from a fan f- from a fan perspective. And obviously from a sports wagering perspective, I'm counting down the days. Somebody put on Twitter yesterday 217 days to the NFL season. I'm like, good. That means I got 217 <laughs> days to make money with baseball. You know, and that's why the people that are listening to this well, show, whether it's archived, yes. you know, I go back to opportunities are always knocking regardless of what shape the ball is. And the thing is, Mike is sitting there at the epicenter taking the calls from the clients. And we obviously, you know, we represent a lot of groups. And we represent you. We represent Kenny. We represent other sharp players. And it's interesting because the the week before the Super Bowl, people will go to the various websites that we manage and they'll buy the Super Bowl selection. They'll they'll buy the that that football pick. You right? know, we're going to talk. Go ahead. And and Mike, we'll get you involved with this. You've totally changed your mo since I've met you. In hmm. in that, so much of uh, of your success and things you do are halftime, second half wagers. Think you've evolved uh, to a degree. Is that fair? Well, let's just yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. I so what wondering. I would say to you, uh, I'm going to start bending your ear because I'm telling you, golf, golf matchups, NASCAR, NASCAR matchups. Absolutely. No. no I mean, I, I, you I've seen you. I'm telling you, but I'm saying doing it. it's just like now we're seeing second half props, right? For the Super Bowl. I mean, there's an there, if the appetite is there, uh, we know the players will be interested. You don't care if it's the game that's on well, TV or it's not. But if it's finding an edge, and it could be a sport on the periphery. Right. Well, so for the people that follow me on Snapgram, I mean Snapchat, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> nice. So here, here's a perfect example. Yesterday, yeah. and I'm broadcasting live on Twitter and Instagram at John Syndicate. Does that mean uh, I'm on that? You're on that. So why, yeah, you're on that. You're okay. on that. They're all looking at you. Um, so here's the thing. Yesterday, and this goes back to when I always say don't bet on sports, trade sports. A, money management. And B, know the fact that it doesn't matter what shape the ball is. And as opposed to all these people flying into Las Vegas just simply to bet the Super Bowl, and then they, and then they fly out and they leave, and they won't be back for another year. They're not looking at like a global market. So the irony is, is that you get this you get this two sided equation where the public views the stock market 
as tra- as investing and trading, and then they view sports as gambling, especially the new guys that you know everybody that's wagers on sports initially it's from an entertainment point of view watching it on TV and I'm not talking about the eye test to make a wagering decision I'm talking about it's their entertainment instead of going to a movie well yesterday the the to segue. When I say trade sports, don't bet on sports, the stock market had its largest drop since 2011. It was down at some, some like 1,600 points intraday. And so when I turned on the news, even on SportsCenter, they were talking about the market. I'm going, I the guy that got hosed yesterday trying to trade the markets, he's looking at like he's an investor. And then they, they but then there's this kind of um, investment prejudice. They look at someone like me as a gambler. Until they realize I'm sitting here at the sports book and I have the tools of a trader. So it goes back to any market can go up, any market can go down. The people that made money yesterday in the stock market or the crypto markets were people that were position sized correctly. Yesterday I actually had a losing day. Brian, can you believe that? I had a losing day. Like when I talk to gamblers and I'm sitting there with Welcome a client. Welcome to the club. Well, I'm sitting there, with, I'm sitting there with a client and I'm, I said, you know, he gets it. It's all about money management. If you fly here to Las Vegas and you take $10,000, and look, I, look, the people with the Patriots, look, you gave away a Cunningham jersey, two Cunningham jerseys, a, yeah. official jerseys. And Brady jerseys, yeah. But the gentleman that gave you the jerseys, I guess he forgot to give them to you in the beginning of the night, and he came to you at the end of the game, and he said, oh, Fourth you did, quarter, yeah. Yeah, did you give away these jerseys? You called out that lady's name for the Brady jersey. Like she won the lottery. She no, she wouldn't come up and get the Brady jersey. She said, "I don't want it" because she knew they were going to lose. It was after they. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? It's like people are so. So I'm watching these people walk up and down the strip, and people are texting me, "How is Vegas for the Super Bowl?" It was hilarious because you're literally watching all these Patriots fans look with their head down. You know what's there. nuts about that room? And and I before the game, I said, "Hey, how many Eagles fans here?" And you know, hey. okay, how about the Patriots fans? It was that room was three quarter Patriots so fans, most, and that's that's so uh, contrary to uh, different. Yeah, I don't know, so spit it out. Right, the country was like eighty five percent rooting for the Eagles. But that you're also a local casino. You're a local casino, yeah. so most of those people weren't tourists. Now, Mike, I don't know where'd you watch the game. Did you have that big festive party at your house? I had a big festive party um, in the office. One of my close <laughs> friends is a diehard Eagles fan. He, I mean, the guy after the game was crying. He had his mom on FaceTime. She was crying. The dad was in the background crying. It was it was pretty, from that standpoint, of just seeing somebody else win and somebody share that, you know, because I'm, I'm a Ravens fanatic, and when they won, I was obsessed just as much as he was. But it, it was cool to see. But burning down the city and all that nonsense. Oh, that's I'll give crazy. You one, one statement, one statement. This is the first thing he sent me in the morning. He sent me this tweet that said, in the zoo, an ostrich was stolen being rode down Broad Street. <laughs> they stole an ostrich and they were riding them down Broad Street at 6 a.m. Welcome to Philly. Welcome to Philly. <laughs> Tomorrow, I guess they're saying they're saying could be three million people. They can stay uh, in a mile and a oh, half. A great cigar bar, in Walnut. But other than that, you know, whatever. No, good for them. I mean, I, you know what I mean. People, it's a generational thing. People. Did you see the ever? fan in the stadium? He was ninety nine years old. Yeah, he was at the. It was like the first game, and now he can go away peacefully. <laughs> he got the Super Bowl. Well, what was the one? Was it the? Uh, who was it? Was it was a? Was it a Steelers fan? The lady was like over a hundred. It was this nail biting game. Like so, real quick, Mike. <laughs> b- before. I want to know what Mike thought watching the touchdown and what you thought, and was it the same? You were with me live, and you kept saying it's not the same thing as the Pittsburgh game. But then I went to a uh, a place to smoke cigars again. Could you believe it last night? And they were still debating the touchdown. Like, these people were acting like the game, like you could tell one guy ha- had lost on the Patriots and another guy had won on Philly. And this guy, they were debating that catch. And he was saying, you know, how can you have one game where it's ruled not a touchdown and you have another game where it's ruled a touchdown it was the same exact play now well brian said it was two different plays but these guys in the bar was saying it's the same play this guy at the bar brian was was basically saying that it was the same exact play in pittsburgh no i mean the difference was he took three steps compared to jesse james taking like one and a half or two the premise was the same and i don't know what you thought mike we were watching i said well it's the patriots so this will be interesting but 
basically he became a runner. I, that's what I said. The, I mean, the call right. I thought should right. be he became a runner and he broke the plane, and that's all she wrote. If they did the survive the ground thing, Mike, I think a case could also have been made that he had both hands firmly secure on the football as it hit the as the hands hit the ground and the ball popped up and then he caught it. So I mean, even if they went to the nonsense that he had to survive the ground, I think it still would have been a touchdown. Well, I mean, like. Like you said, it's two completely separate plays. With the Jesse James play, he caught the ball without making a football move. He went and dove, and the ball went out and hit the ground. So it was basically he didn't complete the catch. In this situation, he clearly completed the catch, took four steps, and then he clearly became a runner. And at that point, it was a fumble. He crossed the line. If the ball even came out, which it crossed anyway before he fumbled the ball, he really didn't have to retain it. But even if he did, he, he caught his own fumble. So, I mean... It was a clear, clear-cut touchdown. I don't even think there was any sort of doubt from my standpoint or anybody that I've talked to. But again, a guy that's betting on the other side, of course, he's going to argue that for years. So what were some of your other takeaways from the game? As we'll put a lid on that, and then we'll look ahead to some of the cool things. By the way, sportsinsiderradio.com. Check out the site. The number's 800-209-1679. you got college hoops. you got NBA, NHL. The Olympics are coming. A lot of football's about to be behind us. Um, I hate the NFL draft. Now, you can even bet on the NFL draft now, Mike. How many guys from Alabama go in the first round? How many trades will there be in the first round? Uh, they'll even let you wager on that now. Well, that's coming, and, you know, it's bittersweet. I'm glad that it's over because now we can get to the He's the such real a football fanatic, day. Brian. <laughs> such a football. He's like the square guy that calls the office. It's like bittersweet. I am so looking forward to MLB. Oh, I love it. And it's funny, on Twitter, you see MLB's doing a large sponsorship. You're getting tweets like showing all these guys in training camp, showing all the individual athletes working out. They're trying to pump up because, you know, in the end day, it's all about marketing. But, you know, let's talk real quick about it. I wish I had stock in Vegas uh, apparel because I'm sitting here and we're in a, you know, we're in a, in a, lower floor strip mall here in the radio station and i've watched people get in and out of their car the whole time we're doing the radio brian and every single person man woman or child is wearing vegas gold Knights apparel it's everywhere where do you been, i you refuse been, i'm been, going to decline su- but in the no but in the summer i mean you would be it would be very intriguing to get your take on it but in the summer months okay hey a team's coming there still really wasn't like the jerseys weren't out you know shirts t-shirts and things like that were and it, it was like the summer, and the team's already been announced. And you'd see a guy with a cap. Oh, there's a guy with a shirt. Literally, I mean, you now you're here. I mean, literally, everywhere you travel and everywhere you go, so I did, seeing the I, stuff? In the beginning, you would see a lot of the Oakland stuff. But then it was like, all right, now we have a team that's actually real and winning. That's not in a few years. And now I see no Oakland gear. I see all Vegas Golden Knights stuff. And it's interesting. I don't know how the handle's increased. I was just looking at the numbers, Brian. The handle was the largest handle ever on the Super Bowl. So it was 132 million in 2017 and it was 156 million uh Sunday. So it was up considerably like 25 million or whatever and change and you're talking about more the just Vegas alone, forget offshore, forget around the world with local Gino in the corner. Everybody was betting the Super Bowl in in, stru- in so I wonder how that handle is translated to Vegas Gold Knights. That day Vegas played it obviously at the Capitals. I was wondering, did you see any cross parlaying with the Super Bowl with the Vegas Golden Knights? Oh, with yes. The yeah. They did. Uh, the cross-sport props are usually a fun thing that you talk about. Uh, oh, isn't that interesting? But I think with the Golden Knights, people are just lining up, running to the windows every day they play. They play again tonight. Uh, but the cross-sport Super Bowl props were massively popular, uh, those specific ones. Uh, the Superbook put up 13 specific. Well, I saw you tweet Knights. right at the end when they won the game. It was like So I knew you were following it in real time. You know, when they be, when they wouldn't would they win four three or something five they four? won four three right, yeah. Yeah. so you know it's interesting though the clients themselves still like I said you have to train them to be sports insiders I mean the name of the show is Sports Insider Radio and it goes back to you know winning and losing and managing your risk and you know we deal with professional players all around the strip looks most of our sharp groups. They go against that public trend and look that line. What did the line open up, Mike, on the Super Bowl? Was it six or seven? No, it was uh, it was five and a half at most. Yeah. So, um, did you ever see any sixes, Brian, before it went down on the Super Bowl? 
The second half? No, no, the game. The, the, game. Oh, the six was the, the out of the gate, but it, so, it was five, four and a half. We went to four. It was the right. lowest. So most of the, 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 the large wagering groups that we deal with in Vegas, they they were definitely on New England. for On the money line, not really the spread, and they were going against that contrarian going against the public. So, you know, it was interesting. I watched because the guy had the game on last night, and I couldn't get the live basketball game. And, you know, it's amazing pretty much that it, the whole game came down to that fourth and one play, Bri, where it – they don't make that fourth and one. It's over. I mean, yeah, that was the game. I mean, then literally, said, they're losing with seven minutes left, and you're giving Brady the ball at like the forty coming it, in. So that's it. But so they're talking about him being aggressive, the coach for Philadelphia, blah blah blah. Look, they made a fourth and one play, and they they got it. I mean, in the end of the day, and they had no defense to stop him. But uh, you know, personally, I went to the window. I, you saw, I ran out of there at halftime, and I went up to the window, and I I had. Oh, you caught a break. So what happened? <laughs> so this is. goes back to if you're listening to this and you're trying to make a living wagering on sports, you're wagering on a line, you're not wagering on a game, and you have to be a mercenary and not have an opinion. So I, I knew that if I could get under seven, I would take the Patriots in the second half, just like I did the year before well, when it was 20. And we and the funny thing is, right, when I'm just, just as to start out the story, that Bruce Marshall was with us. Right. And we were – Sitting there chatting, and we said, "What's it going to be?" I thought it would be seven minus twenty, right? Uh, which they, they, you know, at first glance, we said, well, "That's high." You know, the Patriots, but it was six and a half, and so, you, you sprinted over. So I that. sprinted over. I took my my wad out and I threw it down on the table, and I said, "Give it to me minus six and a half, um, minus one twenty." And he took my money and counted it, and then when he hit the register, the minute he hit the register, he goes line move. Minus seven pick even money, meaning I went from, you know, laying twelve fifty to win a thousand, basically to a thousand to win a thousand. But now I had to give up that extra half a point. I said, "Give me my money back," and walked away. <laughs> he looked at me like he never saw somebody do that ever, you know. Or the the right thing would have been to switch the wager and take the plus seven. But that's the thing you have to go into a game knowing what the line should be versus what just I'm going to play New England because I'm a fan of New England. Now, you know what the sickest bet was in the second half? I was going to do a middle, Brian, a money line spread middle, where I was going to take New England minus the six and a half. But if knowing that if New England didn't cover the six and a half, the odds were they weren't going to win the game. And you could have still had the money line on the Super Bowl. They made, the, they made um, New England plus 285. So you could have still taken the plus two eighty five against the, and you could have had double double way action. Also, in game live wagering, I want to talk about something real quick. And this, I was showing a client real time yesterday at the win. Um, I had a play on Nashville, and I played Nashville, and then of course him and I were talking, and the game had already started. I was like, man, sorry, we keep missing these games because it's like four oh five, four ten. I'm thinking again, seven oh five on East Coast time. So I'm just like, I'm all over the place. Just Joy, miss- don't forget your story. The sto- but, uh, but I, I'll interject. It would, tell me, would this be a good idea just because of what you said? We just keep missing. I've said this forever. Well, it worked out. Well, but no, but I was going to say, well, would this not? The board in, in the sports books, the games should flash. They should have a ticker. Five, five, they should have well, five, a ticker. Five, either either it, it's color coded, it lights up like a warning, it's coming, or it flashes. That don't you think people just like s- they do the audio for the in game live wagering? They should say five minutes to post, like at a horse if racing. It blink, if it blinked on the board or something, it would catch oh, yeah. people's eye, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. They, give they, a ten minute warning. They have a restaurant. They have a bar there. You're sitting there. You're drinking. You're talking. You forget. You look up the game. It's all right. So oh, here, so, so, yeah. so here's what happened. Nashville. This goes back to in game live wagering for all you guys listening. And understanding, betting it, forgetting it. Look, another Vegas Golden Knights. Um, that was a nice one. Well, um, she, so the bottom line was the game was minus one forty, right? That immediately they're down one nothing. The in-game live wager down one nothing with seventeen minutes left in the first period. What do you think it was, Bry? If you wanted to bet Nashville in-game wagering down one goal with seventeen minutes left in the first period. Uh, this team was originally it was, minus it was, 140. It was, was it Nashville at the Islanders, yes, right? Yes, correct. And, and who, Nashville was 40 to start? Minus 140, and they and won then, an overtime they, 5-4. Yeah, but they gave up the goal uh, on the road. Nashville, you probably would have got would have gone at least to plus $1.90, maybe 2-1. to one. 
plus 275. That's insane. That's insanity. So I said tell, to him. Hey, tell our story. So Remember, so, remember our the story? The Detroit story. But, yes. yeah, but, but the point was is that if so, instead of somebody going, oh, I missed it, if you actually hit the button at the plus 275 realizing how much time's left in the game, you already were going to lay 140 anyway. So you might as well lay plus two. You might as well lay nothing and get back plus two seventy five down well, a goal. I, well, listen, I I would say this. And then so I well, we didn't do it. We didn't do it because we we missed too many games. It wasn't worth doing it on my overall trading strategy. So of course I text. I said well, I'm watching the game. It's four to three. There's a minute left. Yeah. Next thing I see four four. Right. And, and then they win. And then he went in overtime. But I would even say this based on what he said. And then we'll take a quick break. Uh, but Mike, I, there's a case to be made. Um, you know, if you got an opinion on a team, did you sit there and and maybe there are just nights where you've just got to sit there and you love to say be a mercenary and just sit there and hope that the team you have an opinion on is losing gets scored on first, absolutely, and then hit then do not it. even close. So I lost the Clippers last night before we take the break, and so per- perfect scenario was is that the Clippers were up the number. At halftime, covering the first half, they're up by six, and they won the game by four, three or four, laying six. So my whole thing is I'm exactly in agreement with you. I love the team, if especially if I'm laying points, I want my team to be down at halftime. I want that racehorse to be held back, basically, because usually what I find happens in the other night, my, <laughs> I'm laughing because Mike's such a local fan I think it was Tau- was it Towson or Maryland when we were on the phone and you told me I'm bad luck and you hung up on me. Uh, um, <laughs> there you go, Mike. Actually, it was actually both back-to-back. Back-to-back. back-to-back days. So did, he, did, ta- did he take them both down? So I took them both no, down. Maryland was, Maryland was up 10 at the half. Listen, Maryland was up they 10 at the half. the game, and he calls me and he goes, you know they're not going to be able to cover. They, they blew it. And I I'm said, like, take the dog in the second point. half. I said, be a mercenary. Take the dog for the middle. And, of course, they won the game. They just they won by four. And they lost by six in the second half, and they didn't cover. And I go back to that favorite laying the chalk at halftime is usually most square bettors are very comfortable. They don't only want to win. They want to win the game quarter by quarter at halftime. They want to win every quarter. If you watched the um, – w- which game was it last night? You should know this, Brian. It was They were they scored nine points in the first quarter, and they scored 36 in the third, and they won the game. Uh, if you look at the box scores of the NBA – An NBA game? Yeah, last night was amazing. Um I think it was the Bulls game. The okay. Sacramento Kings were down twenty to nine after one. Uh, the Bull, the Sacramento Kings were down twenty to nine after one. And twenty-eight to nine. Twenty-eight to nine. They scored nine points, Brian, in the first quarter. A professional NBA team. And again, because I was traveling and I was on the road, I'm saying to myself, "Please let me get this game in at halftime." And of course, I missed it. And look at the fourth quarter score. 36 to 20 and they just torch him in the second half and what goes back to is that team gets the the cocky team that's winning just gets too cocky and this goes back to i like to use your horse racing analogy where the game is really broken into you know quarters i don't wager on quarters but quarters and halves and most people would they wouldn't be able to stomach playing the kings in the second half Seeing that they only scored nine points in the first quarter, like, but you know the other team's going to rest guys. They're going to start, yeah, yeah. It's a whole new game. It's like it's a whole new game. It's a whole. So you got to you have to like take your emotion out of it and take that position. All right, Sports Insider Radio. We invite you to check out SportsInsiderRadio.com. Phone number is eight hundred two zero nine sixteen seventy nine eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine. Get hold of John or Mike. We're going to step aside, and we'll be right back in Las Vegas. I would walk 10 miles on my hands and knees. Ain't no doubt about it, babies, you are in the bees. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. 
go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. Golden Knights fans, it's another great hockey watch party in the game at the Suncoast coming up Thursday when the Golden Knights take on the San Jose Sharks. Hi, Brian Blessing here inviting you to check out Vegas Night Court 5 p.m. pregame show. Then swing on over to the game at the Suncoast. We'll have great prize giveaways, a great atmosphere, great food, great drink, and a Vegas Night Court postgame show as well. It's another great hockey watch party. It's Thursday in the game over at the Suncoast at the corner of Alta and Rampart. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. You know, it just dawned on me. It's Sports Insider Radio. SportsInsiderRadio.com. 800-209-1679. Brian Blessing with John and Mike. JohnSyndicate.com. My wife sent me a text. We usually do the show Wednesdays at 10. And thanks to the guys, we reshuffle things. I got a little thing going on tomorrow. And uh, so we did it today. And my wife sends me a text and she's, what show is, is, is it 11 like is she i think she's like worried that i messed up or and she's like no i she she, she likes she doesn't know what nonsense is going to come out of out of your mouth john she's i she's entertained by you well tell her well no, she's no, listening I, thank you <laughs> she, i know she can eat more buffalo wings than me oh <laughs> uh, michael bag of baltimore Listen, buddy, we got the NBA, we got the NHL, but college hoops, and it's going to get serious now because uh, championship week's not that far away. I mean, February will go by shortest month, obviously. Uh, we'll be gone in the blink of an eye, and it's time for hoops, man. College hoops, big time. Well, that and I was just, it's 30 days till March Madness, so in the next few weeks, they're really going to start aligning themselves for the conference tournaments. And again, those conference tournaments get very tricky because a lot of them are in neutral courts, and we talk about this year after year how these teams travel to that tournament with the fan base. And that matters because a lot of these arenas will be filled up with a type of crowd. And then on top of it, that we, during the actual, you know, during the tournament where a team's played late in the day, if they get bounced early, some of those fans end up staying. It depends that we talk about a year after year. And they become fans of another team. And it's, it becomes another home game. So you really have to follow it day by day. It's not as easy just looking on the board, looking at the ATS records, and just blatantly picking a team just because of the eye test. It's one of those things, especially when the tournament approaches, you have to literally track these games hour by hour. You know, the other thing I would say to you, Mike, too, when you try to find these little hidden gems or nuggets, it's not that, like, oh, oh you're the only guy that found something, but... Um, you know, at the end of uh, a regular season in conference play, there could be games where it's something that's like so. Oh, it's, this team's playing that team, and but wait a minute, uh, if they win this game, they get a first round buy in the tournament. So all of a sudden, some guys, ma- some teams, massively motivated for a game. Or you're thinking it's just another game when another team's really motivated, and then you get to the smaller conference tournaments. I'm telling you, small some of these uh, small conferences, when these teams go and they play, and they could have the worst season they've ever had. But they get in there and they get into their conference tournament. They're like cornered rats, and it's like the start of a whole new season. And you get you talk about barking dogs. They're all over the country. Well, let me go, do, and, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. No, like I, I completely agree with that one hundred percent. Because 
a lot. It's it's the only sport where you could be absolutely terrible the entire year and literally make it to the main event. Yep. By just winning the conference tournament, you're because you're literally playing. You could literally the entire season have the worst season, and all of a sudden get your players together, meaning injuries, all that stuff that happens to a season. As long as you're hot toward the end of February, you get into that tournament and you're just on a roll. Those small schools, if you follow them, they get on a roll, and then those are the type of Cinderella teams that when they come into the big tournament, win those first couple games. that You just never heard of them until literally March Madness. How's your uh, IUPUI doing? Have no idea. <laughs> you, it, was your, it was your favorite team for like three years. It was like cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Well, it, it goes back to, like I said, the in-game live trading strategies in the second halves, as you know, has been my forte. And, you know, you have to understand, when I'm looking at this from a long-term perspective, I did a video on my YouTube channel. You all can follow it at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash The Syndicate Insider. Look at Brian. He's like, what? So listen, if you, you subscribe phone, right? if you subscribe and follow me on YouTube, I did a video, plus 78 units. We talk about it each week, down money. And this is the thing that's really eye-opening is that, look, you can't make money wagering the same amount on every game. We already know it's too hard to overcome the VIG at 11 to 10. You're laying just 110 in a normal football game or basketball game, and you're racking up the volume. You could literally be up 78, 100 games, and you're down money because of the juice. You and I both know that most bet every time a guy calls the office and talks to him, Mike, they always say the same thing. Yeah, I bet a dollar a game. Well, do you vary your wager? No, I'm just trying to win more than I lose. And I'm laughing because I'm going, the guy, you know, he, you can't do it. Or I'm breaking even. You're breaking even going five and five, losing juice. Breaking even going five and five, losing juice. You have to have, back to what Kenny White would say, a power rating and, and understand some games are more valuable because the difference of what the line is, what the line should be. And so when I sit here and I try to educate these clients, they're so hyper-focused on win-loss percentages. It, it gets equalized in NHL and MLB. Perfect examples. I have a source that gives me hockey games other than yourself. He's 90 and 108. So that sounds, if you put on his website, he's 90 and 108. You'd think like, ah. Oh. Well, he's probably playing games that are plus $1.40. Yeah, I think he's up like. Uh, units. What is he? Units. Yeah, $100 like? winner. He's up about 2100 so, so it's units, right? That, 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 so, I've said that all. So, you, know, you, you put a dollar. You know, oh, hey, I, I like that. They're a dollar forty. You lose three of those in a row. Have a nice day. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and when you get a menu of games, I lost. I lost Dallas last night because I laid I, the puck. I, well, I can. Well, I would never lay two hundred. I can guarantee you, your friend uh, is probably of those ninety four hundred eight. Is watch the math two hundred two. I would bet you he's probably in there. Probably done. Eh, 40 games that would be on the puck line that would be anywhere from plus a dollar 40 to plus 270. Sure. And and the thing is is that you can't wrap your head around that if you're a newbie or you're a square that's never tried to actually make money. I I go back to why the sports books make so much money. It's ego-based wagering. It's I am right, not I'm in it for the profit. And look, you you wager on horses as we know. And uh you're not wagering the same amount on every horse. Some horses you love at a certain price and you feel like you're getting, I know you hate that word, value. Um, but And then some horses, it's like, eh, I'll just go a little smaller because, you know, I don't have the info or the inform rating or whatever you're doing. Um, you know, and I, I go back to how does anybody think these professional w- gamblers that live here, look, pe- uh, well, we're in Vegas. People well, live and only wager on sports for a living. Well, let me, let me just say this to uh, you. Know, with the horses, it's... It, Long story short, but I, I, you know, it took me a lot of years where I had what the the, the normal horse players mentality: the horse is six to five, and they'll sit there. I can beat him. Why would you beat him if you if you're looking at it going the horse has to fall down to lose? It's the same guy that bets 110 to win 100 on a football game minus three. That's a coin flip. When in a minute and 12 seconds, if you know, unless something stupid happens, which does. You've got a distinct edge. Yet the mindset is, I'm going to beat the horse. I'll tell you, some of the best wagering opportunities would shock you is when a race, a horse is one to five. And you're sitting there going, I wouldn't even look cross-eyed at that race. That horse is one to five. You know what? If that horse really is this, watch this for this hour, if that horse really is this tower of power, Mm -hmm. what happens is when a horse draws off, he rips the heart out of the other horse's chest. So horses that look better than other horses on paper are going to run second to this horse. But when he draws off, they're going to pack it in. And 
a, a 20 to 1 horse could come up and run and get second and all of a sudden that race that looked like there was no money to be made in the race the exact is an overlaid exacta because simply sometimes they'll just tuck the horse away and save them the horse the other good horse that's running second or third they'll tuck them away and save them for another day when the plotter is going to come up and run his race and get the money for you well that's just a, a silly instance but you can find that stuff uh, in hockey in college basketball in the nfl which sometimes you read between the lines absolutely Sorry, I'm just in the middle of a instant chat with one of my guys at the window giving me lines. Go ahead, uh, Michael. Anyway, you're watching these things. I, it's, it's you know, you, I'm sure you do the same sort of thing with the soccer games um, that are so off the beaten path. But you're looking at three way soccer lines, and and these they're all huge plus prices. You know, Brian. You know, he said I'm a huge fan of football. What he didn't explain is how big of a fan I am of soccer. And now that football season's over, I could focus on my World Cup coming up this summer. I'm extremely pumped but leading up to it there's all these leagues are simultaneously going on at once there's so many spots across the world because it's 15 different leagues going on it's 15 different nfls going on at once and now, you it, find I'm a gonna, lot of spots let me ask you a question and, and and if you don't know the answer no big deal and it may be unfair i'm asking but you might know this because i i have no clue when the world cup is on does basically every other league just say, hey, let the World Cup have its stage, or do other leagues go on? What's that? Sorry, I couldn't Are there you. other leagues that are going on while, you know, if you're in Norway or these different leagues that you talk about, the soccer leagues, do they give the World Cup a spotlight, or do other leagues continue to play while the World Cup is on? No, they completely cut it off. It's not like the Olympics for, let's say, hockey, where they still keep going on. Um, they completely shut it down because it happens every four years. Same thing with the Euro Cup. The Euro team shut it down. See, so that's, it's, it's that's such fine. a big event. Because my thing right. was going to be when there's a big day of horse racing at, say, Gulfstream Park, the best jockeys from Santa Anita and New York fly to Gulfstream Park for the big races, which means that there are opportunities at the tracks that the guys vacated. And that's why I was wondering if some teams would still have their league going on when some of the better players are gone playing for their country. Yeah, I mean it's it's such a large uh, spectacle um, that it you know happens only four years that they co- everybody completely shuts down. They know the schedule and they have a break in between, and then everything across the world pretty much shuts down. I'm still bitter. Uh, I love the World Cup. I, I'm literally bitter. I mean, you talk the, the the World Cup without the USA and Italy. Like seriously, they should be so ashamed of themselves. That's a sin. Yeah, and they, they did say they're going to start expanding the World Cup to more teams are going to be in it. So hopefully, uh, you know, four years from now, the U.S. will have a better shot. But it is a shame. I mean, it's such a big event here. It's been getting such higher notoriety and the publicity with the fan bases are getting bigger and bigger every World Cup, and it's just a shame. So but, you, you, were, know, you, were hanging with, you were hanging with the Navy SEAL yesterday. Or, all right. So yeah. are you going to go like, Scale he, red say, rock. he told me, he said, listen, if you don't win, he said, man. if you don't win, you might just, dis- no, he didn't say well, that. Well, you're in good shape. You ride the bike. Oh, he said, no, 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 no. You know, it's funny because people think like what I say is not true. Like a lot of people on social media, like uh, he doesn't, you know, and it's funny because when I meet clients in person, it goes back to the same scenario, which is they get the concept of the, it's so hard to win and the work in or, that you have to do to actually win and most people originally wager from sports because they want to bet it and forget it and be done with it and they don't want to get prices like plus 275 on nashville down one nothing in the game live and you know i go back to if you go to a real trading floor where guys are wagering on sports for a living you would think you're at a stock market floor you know and i grew up in that culture because literally for the last decade i've been meeting you at the don best offices and guys are in the, they have a whole in-game live wagering pit there and they're setting lines at halftime and they're moving lines in game quarter by quarter by quarter so you see that other side of it that most people except like at club madrid when you do your um sunday show right you know i noticed they yell out the in-game live a lot of places don't you just have to keep looking at the board you know you know, especially if it's a football game and it's one game, it's the Sunday night game or the Monday night game, they're going to yell it out. But the reality is, have you seen in-game live wagering? Take a, have you seen more people active in the book, or is it still a little eh? I mean, personally, you, Brian, have you seen that? Or is I, it- I think it's more in the vernacular where people are actually watching a game and saying, now's the time to bet it. Like, right. there comes a time. 
you know, when the right time. So, you know, real quick going into the baseball season where me and Mike made a fortune is we had a guy last year, he would do in-game live wagering, and it would be same scenario. What you're doing is you're trying to get the, the favorite as the dog. So, you know, that, that, that 280 team is down 3 nothing in the seventh inning. You can get them plus 800. Bottom of the ninth, boom, grand slam. You can't make that kind of money on the straight before the game. SportsInsiderRadio.com, 800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. You're heading back when? Tomorrow night. I got clients to and meet. You'll be People back? Are you coming back for March Madness? March 14th to the 19th. You already got it booked. I got it booked, baby. Are you bringing Mike? We'll get there. Mike, I'm telling you. Mike's got a pit bull. He has to get a babysitter for his pit bull if he wants to come. Mike, those chicken wings that I owe you, that I did buy for you, have no DNA left on them. I mean, it's just bones. Well, why don't you come out for the Breakness, and we'll, uh, we'll have round two. <laughs> and, and then don't forget, I want, Mike. I want crab cakes. Don't forget, Mike. It's there. a double double duty today. We're going to be back here at 1245. Right. Hey, check it out, Mike. Have a good one, bud. We got sportsinsiderradio.com. Check it out, 800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. Johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. The home of the Radio Shopping Show. AM 1400. KSHP North Las Vegas. And KSHP.com. USA Radio News with John DeMaster. Rescue crews spring into action after a powerful 6.4 magnitude earthquake hits off the coast of Taiwan just before midnight local time. Some buildings in the city of Walyan have come down. Lawmakers continue investigating the Russia probe as Democrats push to release their response to last week's Republican memo outlining the FBI's role in the Russia investigation, saying the agency abused its surveillance tools during the 2016 presidential campaign. House Speaker Paul Ryan. FISA abuse matters to each and every one of us as citizens. And if our government abused the FISA process, we should care about that. Also in Washington,